0: Welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. Hello, Catherine. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Rubino, also a senior editor here at Above the Law, is with us as always to talk about legal news, legal thoughts. You know, this is your respite from having to bill hours to spend a few minutes with us.
1: But, I, I mean... I, it's still legally news. If if sure. I'm taking a respite from billable hours, I'm not doing anything having to do with the law. Like wow. the closest the closest law thing I'm doing in my non billable time is care about Kim Kardashian.
0: Right. Ooh, yeah. Well, no, but I mean, this like we're. I I don't think anybody views us as, like, you know, the hardcore Hard. serious sure. uh, l- no, legal news. No, but, like,
1: you know, people are still paying attention to their industry if they're right. listening to this. I mean, this is still, like, you know, reading legal publications point two on your,
0: mm. you yeah. know— it's professional development, professional and development. if you have a billing code for that, <laughs> you should absolutely— By the way, I don't know if anybody does this, but you absolutely should be putting in your billing yeah. this as professional development. Yeah, because, keeping
1: up on legal publications, yeah. as, as is all of your ATL reading time as well. Yeah,
0: it's not billable, but it does show that you're doing legal work while you're mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. employed.
1: Yeah, and in some places, depending on the firm, when it comes—if if some, not yeah. every firm has— uh, an hours requirement, but firms that do often have a certain percentage or a hard number that counts towards non-billable legal yeah. activities, like listening to this podcast, Listening to apparently. legal
0: industry podcasts, yeah. I mean,
1: that's what it is.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so... So you are not slacking off right now.
0: Correct. You are You are, you are hard not. at work you if working. you are listening to this. You are
1: working. This goes on the timesheet and yeah. put it in right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Point 0.5. Done.
0: Yeah, point 0.5. I mean, unless you're 4. 4. unless you're hitting that button to hear us at two times speed, and then but whatever. Of
1: course, you listen to it at two times speed, don't you? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I actually think that they slow it down. I, I feel like <laughs> at the one speed, it's actually slower than we talk. I don't know. I, I, I don't Maybe know. that's just me. I think me.
1: that might be in your head. Mm. I, I don't think that they us or any podcast.
0: I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I, see, anyway. this is
1: why you should listen to us rather than your college football podcast, because it goes on the timesheet.
0: That's true. Well, you should also listen to college football podcasts, but sure. I, I mean, listen to both. <laughs> uh, well, you
1: don't have to fill out a timesheet, do you, friend? It's true. That is like top five reasons to no longer get out working, of being to get a blah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so we got some stuff to talk about. But first, we actually have a new sponsor this week. So thanks to Lexicon for joining the uh, Thinking Like a Lawyer cavalcade here. And we'll hear from them for a second and be right back. Well, so welcome back. So what's up in the news this week? I thought maybe we should start with the big news for law school people. So we're gonna start in the law school universe. So you talked about there was a law school that had a bit of a bit of a snafu this this Oh last the week. Cornell
1: situation. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, I feel terrible for the people who had to deal with it. But it it also makes me giggle a little bit.
0: Because you're a horrible person who laughs at others' misfortunes. I'm I'm not judging you there. That's actually just, (laughs) I'm just pointing it out. So
1: for those of you who may not have heard the story, last week was uh, contracts finals at Cornell T14 Law School. And um, the night before the exam, the administration sent out an email with the instructions on how to log into their platform and, you know, various details that you need before you take an online exam. But there was a problem.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: In addition to the instructions to the exam, they also included the questions.
0: So, wait, what? They
1: sent out a copy of the exam the night before the exam to everyone in this
0: section. Right. Oh oh so so in addition to like a study guide as opposed to it was
1: no, it was like here are your instructions, log in at this time. This is what you need to know about the new software. Make sure you have a download. And here's all the questions. And here's all the questions. I see. Uh, which they were not supposed to do
0: I, that that it just threw me off when you said that they also sent out the questions. I was thinking, like, is it like friggin jeopardy? Like why those the, <laughs> the questions aren't but yeah, okay. I see questions are the point. I see,
1: yeah. so it's it was not intended to be any sort of a take home. I mean, they're all from home, but you know, kind of an open book, longer right. format test. It was meant to be like a a timed closed booked exam. and they sent out the questions the night before. And listen, once that happens, I think that a school has several options to deal with it, right? What I would have suggested, no one asked me, but what I would have said, okay, everyone has it. It's equal. It's fair. Let's just say, okay, then it's an, an open book. Give it back to us by whatever time at the end of the exam period. You can start it early. You, you cannot start it early. Your choice. Just it, it's questions are fine. Just do it. That is not what they chose. Um, They decided to push the exam back from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and they had the professor rewrite the exam.
0: Mm.
1: Which seems—I mean, people spend a very long time writing questions for a law school final exam and to say, oh, actually, you have 12 hours and— To make a whole new thing. Yeah, seems— like you're not going to get the best quality questions as a result.
0: Although this professor doesn't necessarily spend a lot of time writing questions, okay. right? Okay, the,
1: the the one of the professors that were in, that this happened to, uh, it was actually in the pages of Above the Law last year because they reused their questions on previous exams. Yeah. But but in fairness and you wrote about this in 2019, I don't know if oh, you Oh, did I? Yeah, it was your story. Uh, I don't know if you remember but um it was it was a little bit better than just a pure recycling situation because it was a professor's first year at Cornell and they reused their exam Something questions from another. from another school.
0: Oh, yeah. So they but didn't the just, internet these days. The internet's
1: a bitch, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing everything is on the internet.
0: Yeah. Everything. No, that, that that that's fair.
1: So they had to go ahead and rewrite the exam, which, I mean, to me also makes a lot of presumptions about their lost students, right? That Mm -hmm. presumes no one has a different, okay, they maybe know that they don't have exam scheduled for 3 p.m., because you know they theoretically know when all their exams are, but they don't know if they have childcare obligations. At three p.m. is when school ends for a lot of folks who are able to still have in-person schooling. They might have sick family members at home that they're taking care of. They, there's a whole whole host of things that people are doing in addition to just going to law school. And this solution seems to say, I don't really care about any of the other things you might
0: be doing with your yeah. life. No, yeah. That, that's so that's true.
1: that's one of the reasons why I um. Would not have recommended it, but again, no one asks me. But here's the thing. So they send out the email, I think it was around 10 p.m., saying, okay, we messed up, here's the plan, 3 p.m., new questions, go. Right after that, the same thing happened to another section of contracts. (laughs) They did it. They did it, <laughs> they did it twice. They did it twice. They did it
0: twice. I'm just, I'm just seeing them like, oh no no, no we got this handled. Watch this. <laughs>
1: and one tipster at the school said something uh, throughout these numbers, something like 120 out of 181 L's had questions that were written the night before the exam.
0: Yeah, that's not. That's not good. <laughs> that can't
1: be good. That that's can't be no. good for business. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. It, well. It, so at least they. At least they had stuff on the subjects they actually covered. Meanwhile, yes. down, at, down at NYU, they had a, because of a variety of issues, they have a, a 1L section that's been taught by three different professors. That
1: doesn't seem great.
0: Yeah. And instead of it- Well, was it a,
1: planned ahead of time? Like No. Uh, oh, no. Well, so
0: uh, Arthur Miller suffered an injury, uh, you know, and he's on the mend and sure. wish him well, obviously, but- because he wasn't able to teach, they decided to assign the course to somebody else. But they didn't have one other person who could just take over and be the new person. So instead, they split the class so that the class has some lessons that overlaps with another section and another meeting with somebody else. And they then changed around their whole schedule. They ended up They ended up not realizing that they didn't have enough hours of class
1: to meet the ABA
0: requirements, so then they did, like, double duty for one week to catch up, and all of this is going on, and there's a lot of folks asking for a pass-fail option on this, which makes tons of sense. I mean, I had the same thing happen to me when I was a 1L at NYU. There was a... Family emergency, the professor couldn't be there. And so we got a new professor and they made it pass fail. Makes sure. sense. I actually heard from an old school graduate of NYU that apparently back in the 70s, this happened and they gave a pass fail for that it, too. It seems
1: like pass fail in these sorts of situations is exactly, exactly why it's what created. it's built yeah. for. This is yeah.
0: why we have this as an option. Right. Anyway, meanwhile, I have now been informed that the latest. <laughs> latest is they received their study guide for sure. the final, and there's material on it that was not covered by any of the three professors. It just slipped through the cracks. Apparently. Isn't
1: there something like three strikes you're out? Like It's
0: like well, it, <laughs> three uh, chances. And to apparently, cover the it's, like, it's like collateral estoppel or something like that. Like something that should clearly have been covered. But Ooh. it was one of those situations when there's three different people working and nobody knows the. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there's a whole material that's apparently going to be on the final that no one actually Actually, ever covered? These students are being told to, you know, brush up on it themselves. So, are yeah, it's, real. I mean, well, figure the, it
1: out yourself is well, the answer. Well,
0: so, I mean, the TAs are going to be involved in helping them cover it, but but it's an emergency, last minute, yeah, I material. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just problematic. And, I, and look, it's something they do need to know. Yeah. I, I feel like if you went yeah. to CIVPRO and didn't learn collateral estoppel, you. Something went wrong.
1: <laughs> uh, so, but it's true. Yeah. You really do need to know it. And you I mean, can not yeah. just depend on Barbary or Kaplan like if, or whatever you like are. Like,
0: imagine if you're a lawyer who doesn't understand the very basics of how procedure works. You'd end up being like Sidney Powell. Oh, all I was going to say, I
1: feel like you're setting yourself up there. Yeah. No, yeah. That, I thought that's it might be an ad read, but it wasn't. It no, was, no, no. It was better. No. It was a Sidney Powell joke. Yeah. Good job.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was it. So, anyway, that's what's going on there. So we're in we're in finals uh, meltdown season, apparently. Uh, at and you the know, law schools. I mean,
1: we referred I referred to it earlier when I said that you wrote about the professor earlier last year. This happens every year.
0: Yeah every year so if this is happening to you at your law school well first of all you should tell above the law we'll please, give some attention to it please. but secondly you know just tips
1: at above the dot com.
0: yeah but just understand it it's it's awful but it's this bound to happen pass, yeah. this this wheel will always land on somebody and <laughs> i'm sorry it's too bad it's it's happening to you uh, but it will be a funny story someday my pass fail, certainly I joke about it now, years after the fact. But at the mm-hmm. time, it was super stressful because it wasn't clear we were going to get pass fail, despite the fact that we have a new professor who went, who had a very different philosophy on how the <laughs> subject should be taught. And then we were told, but don't worry, the final is going to be done by the first professor. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, no. no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it, <laughs> it's a funny story now, but at the time, it was super stressful. Sure. Hopefully, that will end up that way for everybody else. Yeah, it was Cipro going on at uh, NYU. What courses were it? At? Contracts. Contracts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it was my contracts uh, class that was pass fail. Mm-hmm. And if you work with contracts and don't use contract tools, you're missing a lot. Save time, make more money, and do a better job for your clients with Contract Tools by Paper Software. Contract Tools is the most powerful word add-in for working with contracts. Thousands of lawyers all over the world rely on Contract Tools every day for every kind of deal. Visit papersoftware.com to watch a demo and get a free trial. As a special offer to podcast listeners, use coupon code LTN2020 to get one month free. That's papersoftware.com and LTN2020. So transitioning from mm-hmm. law school, though yeah, it has law school tentacles to it. So as someone who graduated from law school, what title do you like to give yourself?
1: Uh Esquire, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. May, yeah, and, yeah and, I mean and, I don't
1: really think. And, of myself and technically as having that's not even
0: and that's not yeah. even from law school. That's technically from being licensed. Right, yeah. Right. But you don't call yourself JD? a doctor.
1: No, because I'm not a Yeah. I don't think that I'm that important.
0: <laughs> you, you know who does call themselves doctor is Jenna Ellis, uh, one of Trump's elite strike team lawyers who it came out that she has a bio page at one of the schools that she teaches at. And it says, Dr. Jenna Ellis, which made me think, I'm sh- so she must have some joint PhD, PhD or sure. something. Friends, she does not. She oh. is just a lawyer who is, wah, wah. who is, a, see, you don't even need to make that sound anymore. We have it. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> so yeah, so she so she calls herself doctor. Uh, this is obviously something that we don't do. Uh, it's Mm-mm. technically though, it is legal for us to call ourselves doctor. Apparently.
1: Yeah. Well, sure.
0: The ABA. The ABA issued a resolution several years ago saying that people with JDs are technically doctors, so we can call but, ourselves doctor. But you shouldn't. But no, obviously not. It's dumb. People, and it's not to say that we don't do work that is as important as PhD work uh, coming out of law school. That said, we didn't have to write a book. I was going to uh, say, it's
1: a lot shorter
0: is what it is. Well, I, it, the coursework is, it works out to be basically the same in some ways. So this is part of the argument. So Look, you
1: had a much different 3L year than I did. Yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> well, that, that, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> assuming 3L is a real year, which I don't think we should. <laughs> I, mean, I but don't it, know why we would do if that. If you assume 3L is a real year, the argument that the ABA made was that the coursework for a PhD is shorter, but then there's the dissertation writing. Meanwhile, law school is longer, but no dissertation, and it all evens out. I don't know as though that's true or fair, but even if even if it were.
1: I mean, here's the thing, though. You don't want to be the person on the vanguard of being like, let's call lawyers doctors when you're a lawyer being called doctor, right? Yeah, Calling yeah. yourself doctor, right? It, it, that's not the appropriate place to do it. You just look like an ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, like who? Who the hell do you? You know how many lawyers there are in this country? A shit ton. You know what they almost all of them don't do call themselves doctor unless yeah. they have a PhD or an MD as well as yeah. a JD. Exactly. Like th- those are the folks that do it.
0: Well, and then Jenna she calls herself doctor. Uh, we also received this this week a delightful New York Times article digging into her legal career and her actual qualifications. So she, according to publicly released documents, has made something like 160 grand in billables just for Trump over the last couple of weeks. The New York Times asked some folks who'd worked with her in the past, hey, how did she become an expert? Did, did
1: they say all these wonderful things about her?
0: They did not. Oh. Uh, they in fact say that they're as shocked as anyone that anyone would ever hire this person that she has no qualifications as far as anyone can tell, that her one job in the past uh, she got let go from. It uh, didn't go into a lot of details that we have heard from some tipsters that it was uh, it was not a happy ending for her at that job, <laughs> that in fact she was fired for screwing up something fairly mm-hmm. badly. Now, that's just that's just rumor-mongering, although one does wonder how you get fired from a job like that that quickly. If it's not something like that, Anyway, point is everybody had a very, very dim view of her who had worked with her in the past. And her position at this religious school where she was calling herself doctor, she was said that she's a constitutional scholar or whatever at this school. But do you know what she was actually doing? Because it's not a law school, it was a she was teaching an undergrad class. Okay. She was she was the mock trial coach at the school. So she she was described as like assistant director of forensics or something like that, but she was like the mock trial coach, and that's how she became a doctor, Uh, quote unquote.
1: That's not how she became a doctor. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's be very clear about this. If we think it's okay to call her a doctor, and to be clear, we do not. She became one. By getting a JD,
0: yeah. Right. No. Well, I guess I, or oh, <laughs> fair enough, but, but that's how she decided it was. But I mean, like that's the thing. Though. She starts working at a school where sure. all the professors I, are doctors, and I and think she, she feels yeah.
1: inferior. And she's like, "Well, yeah. I have something that's just as good." And the spoiler alert: you don't. Well, and
0: put aside. Oh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go slightly differently. I I don't know as though it's not just as good. At least compared to some, look, there are PhDs and economics, who obviously have done a lot more work than we did to become lawyers. I think there are also PhDs in basket weaving that probably did do less work than we did. The point is, it doesn't matter. You're a lawyer. That's a thing. You don't need to make up new titles. Yeah.
1: Also, if you are a PhD in basket weaving, you've also written a dissertation about basket weaving, which actually could be incredibly interesting and academic.
0: Yeah, it could be. It could be. Right. I, mean, and I yeah. think that
1: you're, you're, disparaging. Uh, that, that's fair.
0: There, there's some new postmodern schools of, no, of, but there's could be
1: ethnographies about history. Yeah. Of maybe, yeah. No, actually, I hear you. Yeah. This is, you, you just threw that out there as a like, oh, this is a bullshit thing. And I'm like, it's not. It's not. You don't know. It could, it could easily be a lot harder than anyone's three L year.
0: Right. Yes. I I mean, that's fair. I mean, but people who do clinics in their 3L year and stuff are actually doing real hard work. Yes,
1: Right. Yes, they are working. They are not doing academic work. They are literally doing practical work. And that is actually the most valuable part potentially of a 3L year is doing something like clinic work, but is the exact opposite of academic work.
0: True, true. I'm just saying like if you're you're comparing workloads... I think that the amount of work you do in a clinic could easily be similar. Sure, yeah, and
1: somebody, somebody could be could be working lots of hours at McDonald's, but that doesn't make them a doctor of McDonald's.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. I it's mean, there about- is a there is a hamburger university that McDonald's runs, but still, I yeah, go on.
1: And I don't think they're giving out PhDs.
0: Um, my guess is there's some pun-filled actual thing they give out, and I don't know what it is. My
1: point, the point remains: calling yourself doctor has a very specific connotation about a certain amount of academic work and working in a clinic. Your three L year, while incredibly important, very valuable, probably makes you a better lawyer. Does not make you a doctor?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see right now what the what the actual. Are you researching
1: like Hamburglar? Are you?
0: Yeah, they get degrees in restaurant management from there. Although I don't know what level it is.
1: Anyway. Okay, it's not really. What,
0: fair enough. What? <laughs> Look, it, it's the point is, don't call mm. yourself doctor. I don't think we yeah. need to belabor it too much more. Yeah. But anyway, here's a question. Yeah. How have law firms weathered previous economic downturns and come out stronger on the other side? LexisNexis Interaction has released an in-depth global research report confronting the 2020 downturn, lessons learned during previous economic crises. Download your free copy at interaction.com slash lawyer to see tips, strategies, plans, and statistics from leaders who have been through this before and how they've reached success again. So... Oh, Christmas. Yeah. I I learned how to add sounds. Yeah, So we're entering holiday season, which I thought an interesting thing that we do every year Mm -hmm. at Above the Laws put out a gift guide, uh, which is not just for you lawyers who have to buy gifts for your fellow lawyers, but also if you know somebody who who is is a a non-lawyer and has a lawyer in their life they need to get gifts for, we have you covered with some suggestions for stuff to get. So the job of shopping for a lawyer... Do you have some thoughts on like yeah. how to go about buying for lawyers?
1: Well, I mean, I think that this year it's a real different ball of wax. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. buy balls of wax. But I, I, th- I do think, think that, you know, 2020, the pandemic, uh, working from home has fundamentally changed what is important and what is relevant for folks. And I think that for lawyers, making working from home more palatable is really the best gift you can give any lawyer in your life, right? Because hours, by and large, have not decreased significantly as a result from working from home. Um, In a lot of cases, what we're hearing is, even if billables aren't the amount of hours you're expected to be ready and available has definitely increased because everyone's like, well, it doesn't matter. What are you doing anyway? So I think that trying to make that work from home experience better is something that's going to help you out. I'll tell you what my favorite gift on the gift guide is. It's what one is of the it? things what, I, it, yeah. I suggested it to you. Jot. Yeah. Um, I yeah. You're addicted
0: I, I, to this stuff. I am. I'm, we need them. We need them as a sponsor.
1: We we should reach out to them <laughs> um, because I proselytize about the power and benefit of jot. Constantly, So
0: it's, it's to let people know. Yeah, so uh, it's, so it's an ultra concentrated, con- concentrated yeah. coffee made
1: in, made in, I believe Brooklyn made in the U S but like very ultra concentrated. It's a, it comes into your house, very well packaged, very cutely packaged in these little glass bottles. You put a tablespoon of it in with eight ounces of milk or water or whatever. And then you can make your coffee to your heart's content. It is by far the best, easiest way to make iced coffee in particular. Um, I, you can also heat it up if you have hot water, hot milk, or whatever. But I personally love iced coffee. Uh, all the people in my life that I have made one for or suggested it to you that have gone on to buy it are now on the subscription plan where I get nice. I get two bottles sent to my house every yeah. month. I've told my my circle of friends repeatedly that, that this is one of those things that really made um, – increased my quality of life in 2020, going to the coffee store shop is not as viable as an everyday sort of a thing anymore um, just because of trying to reduce my contacts, whatever. But the flavor of this really feels like
0: you've gone. I I know I sound like an
1: ad. I promise you, I I just like it.
0: Yeah. So on that note, Mm -hmm. I'm not as huge a coffee person as you are, but my favorite thing on the gift guide are these mugs that you can control from your phone. Ember, they're called. They're mugs that heat the stuff in them and keep it at a certain temperature. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah, I
1: like iced coffee. So it yeah. never <laughs>
0: cools down and you can use your phone. It's connected like a Bluetooth thing. You can use your phone to be like, I want the drink to be at 100 and whatever and well, it will just hold at that. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, a, that's yeah. a nice one, especially if you're sitting around. Uh, another one that uh, we added to the list were this kind of mini fridge. It's about the I've... size of a lunchbox, sort of a little bit bigger than the lunchbox. You could carry it around easily, but it plugs in. And can both – it can actually heat or cool, so it can keep, like, warm things warm. But, yeah, no, like, if you're – assuming you're not in a tiny enough place that your kitchen is your office. (laughs) Uh, If you're in a home office sort of situation, it's nice. You can have drinks and stuff like sitting right next to you, kept cold. Yeah, I I thought it was a really, really cool idea.
1: I think that it is too. And I will say when I worked at a big law office, my office mate and I each had our own personal fridges that we kept in the office. Because, well, we used to get like seamless, like if you were working late, you could you know order seamless and would get extra drinks and keep them cold in our office without having to worry about anybody else drinking them (laughs) and I just think that's like a really great thing and I will also say their mini fridges are also experiencing a surge of popularity at the moment as beauty fridges spoiler they're the same thing as any kind of a portable little mini fridge but to keep certain
0: makeup in and stuff
1: skincare okay so like certain serums you said
0: that so condescendingly like there's some different thing like
1: well, like, serums and stuff like that that maybe c- should be cold to help, like, reduce puffiness or that or that kind of – sorry, I was, like, touching my face. But that kind of thing. Um, they're also experiencing a resurgence uh, for that purpose, and they come in a ton of cute colors. You can get them in, like, aqua or pink. It's really cute. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about buying a couple of those. No. No, no. No, no. not for no. my house. No. Uh, <laughs> My nieces are really kind of, they're uh, okay. in that kind of pre-teeny, almost, almost a teenager-y sort of mm-hmm. e- worldview, and I feel like that's like a make your room, your castle kind of a... I don't know. It's like a it's like a ball or ant move.
0: That that's fair. But when you said buying a couple, it was like or just use your regular refrigerators, sure. you know, you don't need to keep buying a bunch of these. I mean, they're I'm not I'm not now it sounds like I'm dissing on a thing I put myself on the gift guide. <laughs> it is good, but I think people only need one.
1: Well, I mean, it also <laughs> depends I guess what you're using them for, right? If you're using them as a makeup fridge, you have one in your bathroom so that you're do it like as you're doing your nightly re- or morning routine so that you can use it. And I right guess there. if you
0: want something hot and cold. Right, like, those are yeah, be different then, yeah. yeah,
1: I'll tell you the other thing Yeah, that um, on this kind of self-care kind of tip that I think sure. is also super uh, useful for any lawyer in your life, our sister site Fashionista did a, a publication of the best working from home outfits and Ooh. I think that um, doing like luxury loungewear is a great idea. because oh. yeah, we, I didn't see this. Yeah, uh, we, we posted it at Above the Law um, but, uh, you know, there's a couple of brands that have really kind of come up. They're sustainably made. They're, you know, made in the USA. Uh, Sloan um, is one of them, Ileana, and I can't remember the other ones. Anyway, um, the point is that Luxury work from home stuff, the kind of stuff where you can appear on a last minute Zoom if you need to, but nice. also maybe you Be know, comfortable, yeah. You don't have like you know, a button digging into your waist and it's mm. made out of high quality, soft materials. Um,
0: well, I'll, I'll, so if if people need to find this, we'll put this in the gift guide too, like yeah, a link to the link to original, original it, yeah, Fashionista yeah. piece, yeah,
1: yeah. Everlane, um, is another one of those, uh, um, yeah,
0: yeah. people have suggestions, also always feel free to email us at tips at abovelaw.com. We can't mm-hmm. necessarily get everything into the gift guide every year, but throughout the year, send this stuff so that it's on our radar at least. So we'll try and get stuff in uh, because, you know, people have to buy for lawyers. And this is a uh, – Backbeat you know.
1: rags is the other one. Okay. A really cute. I, I will – if you're looking for other – for co-hosts in your life, hmm. backbeat rags. Hmm. I'm just saying.
0: I'm not. No, <laughs> yeah. actually that's not true. I need I do need to get Ellie something. So with all that I'm not said, sure
1: it's his style.
0: Yeah. With all that said, I think we're done. So Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you're all subscribed to the show. That certainly helps us out. Also, give us some reviews. Write something instead of just giving stars, because that helps. Recently, I've learned that we've been getting bad reviews because we talk about no. the, We talk about the bar exam too much, and I'm like, well, look, I would, I would be happy to talk about anything else, but 2020 has been a nonstop car crash of. I mean, bar so lo- exam lots news. of
1: really bad things have happened with the bar exam yeah. this year.
0: I mean, look, let's just all hope that in 2021, we don't have to talk about the bar exam as much. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm normally, afraid we might still.
1: Most years, it's just like the bar exam happened. Here's, yeah. here's the pass fail rate.
0: Anyway, so if you're out there and you appreciated our bar exam coverage, feel free to definitely log on and write us some <laughs> reviews about how awesome that was. So you should be reading above the law. Obviously, you should follow us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice. She's at Catherine One, the numeral one on Twitter. You should be listening to the Jabot, which is Catherine's show. You should also listen to the Legal Tech Week roundtable of uh, legal tech reporters, which uh, I participate in. You should listen to the other offerings from the Legal Talk Network. Thank you to our new sponsor, Lexicon, and also to, of course, LexisNexis and Paper Software. Uh, Check those out. And with all of that said, I think we are done. I think I've said everything normally. Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. Talk to everybody later.